This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's time for a one-of-a-kind poker party. Poker Night in America is streaming live from Studio 52 in Las Vegas. Join us nightly at 8 p.m. Eastern Time as some of the biggest names in poker play in the ultimate house game. Watch on the Poker Night in America channel on YouTube and Twitch or go to PokerNight.com. Poker Night in America is back and ready to party. Hey everybody, how's it going? Welcome back to the Bet Rivers Network for our Europa League show, where we look ahead to the upcoming ties in the Europa League. Some cracking games on the card this time around. Very much looking forward to them and alongside me uh, to dissect them and deliver some of their best picks. First up, Daniele Fisichella, uh, our main man over on the Serie A show, which is absolutely flying at the moment. Daniele, how are you, my friend? I'm all right, Harry. All good. So Europa League... One competition where Arsenal is actually favourite to win. If you look at the if you look at the odds, it's they are. <laughs> well, I tell you what, they're working their way towards being favourites for something else as well. I, I'm winding up. I'm winding you up. I'm winding. Brilliant stuff, uh, Daniele. Thank you so much for joining us as always. RJ uh, also joins us from stateside. Uh, how are you, my friend? Good to see you. Yeah, I'm doing well. Great to be here with you guys from from across the pond. Uh, it's, it's midday here as we're recording it, so looking forward to uh, to closing out the day here and, uh, and discuss some Europa League, which to me is is always uh, is tough, right? I feel like uh, the, the the tournaments and the cups minus Champions League. Um, you know, the motivation is always a question, but uh, yeah, looking forward to go to chopping up some matches here. RJ, I would like to ask you a question. Last year, when they introduced the Conference League, which is a little bit of a, you know, a bit of a Europa League, a bit less Europa League, how did the American understand that? Did you have to explain them what the Conference League was and how the Europa League works? Yeah, no, it's, it's funny. It's funny how you say that. I, I explained it to people like this. So in the United States, right, uh, college basketball was a reference I used. So you have the, yeah. the NCAA tournament, right, March Madness. Yeah. Then you have the NIT tournament. Right. So I said Champions League is NCAA. Uh, Europa League is the NIT. And then there's another tournament below that. And I said the Europa Conference League is like the CBI championship where it's like you don't even make the the NIT. So people who understand the basketball um, understood that reference. But other than that, the NFL, right, you have the NFL, you have the NHL and then the minor league. So, yeah, people. People took the uh, the analogy like, like so nobody really cares about the conference league. I'm like, eh, hit or miss. <laughs> Can I ask you another quick question, RJ, before we dive into it? Yeah, when sure. we say across the pond, is that something that you guys say as well? Or is that just one of those awful British pieces of humor? It's funny. I have a co-worker who, uh, who just came in from, uh, he lives in the UK. And um, I... I said it to him and, and I asked him the same question. Is that something that commonly you hear from, from Americans or do you usually say it? And he goes, no, I typically hear when, when I, when I travel and visit 
the United States are always like, oh, you so you came here from from across the pond. So yeah, it is it is a common term that that we use here as well. I mean, at least I use it. So <laughs> cool, nice yep. one. Um, let's have a quick look at the betting weekly handicappers league table before we dive uh, into this week's uh, Europa League picks. Uh, the league own boys leading the way mm-hmm. uh, with some incredible profit so far. Uh, they're absolutely flying, but they're uh, followed in second place by Daniele uh, in second place. He is flying as well. He's overtaken. Uh, the English Premier League boys and he's been above them for a good few weeks now as well so uh, Daniele is flying and of course the EPL uh, is in third the Champions League in fourth you should be able to access the Champions League show by the time you're listening to this one and our Europa League show uh, is next in the table so that's how it's looking so far this season right let's um, dive into this then Uh, Daniele you've got Three picks for us uh, on this round. So let's come to you first, my friend. Uh, Sticking with uh, an Italian theme, uh, Roma take on Real Sociedad. What are your thoughts on this one? For me, the game to watch, one of the games to watch this round, both teams are really in form, you know, both in Champions League spots, in La Liga and in Serie A. Rome comes on the back of a very important win for them, 1-0 against Juventus. Spectacular game, not at all. Did they deserve it? Probably not. Juventus hit the post three times. Roma didn't do much, actually, to win the game. Mourinho even set up with a false nine with Gini Wijnaldum alongside Dybala to try to block Juventus playing through the middle, which they did really, really well. Roma weren't very creative. In the end, they scored, thanks to a goal from a defender, Mancini, who's obviously not used to score, but they have become the masters of the tight margins. That was the 15 times Roma have won a game, either 1-0 or 2-0 at home in the last season and a half. Very good on knockout games in Europe. They won nine of the last 10 knockout games. Last season, they did it against Leicester, against Bodo Glimt, did it recently against Salzburg. So, again, with Mourinho on the bench, we were expecting this season maybe they would play better because they had Dybala didn't happen, but they're definitely solid. They kept seven clean sheets in the last eight at the Olimpico. They are the second best home defense behind Barcelona in the five major leagues. Barcelona only conceded one at home. Roma conceded five. Now, are they going to outscore Real Sociedad in this one? Scored a couple of goals? I don't think so, but they are very good at managing the tight margins, as I mentioned. Uh, Real Sociedad comes from a Drew nil-nil at the weekend against Cadiz. Only one win in seven for Real Sociedad. Only scored four goals in the last six. They always follow the same pattern. They've done this year, year in and year out. Good on the ball, tidy. They can pass the ball well. Not great goal scorers here in the squad. They got Villa, Zubimendi, Kubu, Oyerzabal. These are all good players, all very handy, but they don't score many goals. In La Liga, 17 out of the, out of the 24 games have been under 2.5 goals. So they might have the ball quite a lot. They might mask the ball to Roma quite a lot. And Roma, I'm not sure they, you know, they're not a great score inside. But yes, they get the job done, of course. I'm going to go for an under overall. I'm going to go for an under 0.75 goals in the first half, which pays plus 105, which basically is interesting because if the half, first half finish 1-0, either side, you lose half your stake. But if you finish 0-0, as it could well finish, you know, you win 105, double your, basically double your stake. Yep, brilliant stuff, uh, Daniele. And, and I like the look of that one uh, for sure. Um I'll do another one of Daniele's because RJ's got less picks in this round. So let me stick with Daniele um, so that we can sort of go back and forth. Again, Italian theme, Juventus taking on Freiburg. I like that, Daniele, because you stick to 
but you you have an incredible I stick knowledge to what they know. I, stick, mm. I try to stick to kind of know. <laughs> well, I mean, I, 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 I try to watch as much, as much football, Italian football at the weekend as possible. And I watch, of course, the game against Roma, Roma Juventus, which we already talked about. Juve, you know, a bit of bad luck, we have to say, because that was the first defeat in eight games. They hit the, the post three times. If you believe in the expected goals theory, they should have won the game because the expected goals were be higher. I see RJ says no. But in terms <laughs> of... The, the way they played, a little bit disappointing, really, because for all the quality they got on the pitch, they really couldn't clear, create clear-cut chances. And the game against Roma had to be won by a piece of brilliance, but in the end came by the unlikely defender uh, Mancini. I think uh, with Allegri, we have to say, OK, if they didn't have the minus 15 points uh, deduction, they would be third in the table. They will have more points compared to last season. But remember, this was a team that was set up to win the league, to dominate the league, to perhaps be where Napoli are now. And they obviously haven't done it. They don't play very well. Uh, they tend to defend the box rather than defend the ball. So basically, when the, when the opposition got the ball, they try to go back rather than attack it. They don't press very high. Allegri tried a few weeks ago against Nantes to play against, with three up front, would look a little bit better in the first half. Now he ditched it completely. He wants to play with two wing-backs, with Kostic, with Quadrado on the other side. So there is no space for Chiesa, almost, unless he takes the place of Di Maria. And Bielowicz is going to play again. Looks a little bit out of shape. I don't know. Maybe a little bit low confidence anyway. Look, um, Juventus most of the time build the game on the opposition making a mistake, which could be a good tactic, but not the best uh, thing to uh, to watch. And now they play Freiburg, which are fourth in the in the in the Bundesliga. Four out of the last five, four out of five of the last five for Freiburg have been under 2.5 goals. So I'm not expecting an awful lot of goals here. And I'm gonna go for under 2.5 goals, minus 129. Brilliant. Yeah. Fantastic stuff. Um RJ, let's come to you mate because um your pick for from this round of games it involves Sevilla and Fenerbahce. Um, I'm interested because although Daniele highlighted Roma and Real Sociedad as, as one of the standout games, which it is, mm-hmm. this is a game that interests me. Um, I don't know why. There's, there's something about Sevilla in this competition. They've got an incredible history in it. And Fenerbahce, particularly on their own patch, you feel like if they can stay in the tie um, after the first leg, it, it could be a really interesting game, this one. So what have you gone for here? Yeah, like like yeah, like it stood out for you, Harry. It stood out for me. Um, you know, there's a couple of reasons why. I'll get I'll get through my my thoughts and I'll, I'll close it out. But uh, Sevilla have gone on a, a little bit of a skid, right? They were thumped over the weekend six to one against Atletico Madrid. Uh, they're currently sitting just above the relegation zone in La Liga. I believe they have 25 points, uh, but they're they're in that spot right above relegation. And I expect Fenerbahce to be a side to challenge them, right? Um, Sevilla scraped through PSV in the round of 16. Uh, they're l- lucky, in fact, I think, to, to get through here. But uh, Fenerbahce are, are a fairly rested side. Unfortunately, because of the, the earthquake that took place in Turkey, they've only played three matches uh, in the month of February. So a little bit behind Fenerbahce. They've only lost once in their last 10 outings in all competitions and qualified uh, for the round of 16 by going undefeated and and winning group B. They're currently in second place in the Turkish super league leading uh, with a league leading 58 goals in 23 matches led by Enter Valencia, the Ecuadorian star who we saw in the world cup, Um, you know, kind of made a name for himself there. Uh, He's also the golden boot in the Turkish super league with, with 23 goals, right? So, 
I'm looking at this match, right? Sevilla's kind of a little bit of a skid, right? They got thumped over the weekend six to one, right? So there's a very big motivating factor for them to 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 rebound, right? Any team that gets defeated as bad as they did, you know they're going to be motivated and ready to uh, to to produce. Benarbache on the on, on the other side. The, the the natural disaster that happened, right? We all know about it. But but when you're when you're representing your country at this stage, right, you have a little bit more to play for. You're right. Your fans are going through a tough time. Your country's going through a tough time. So there's that little bit of extra motivation there um, that they know the country will be watching them. Sevilla on the other side, as I said, they're relegation battling. They're really not. They're in a bit of shambles. But coming off that six to one win, that should get them motivated. So I think there's two large motivating factors here for these sides. And again, over two point five goals minus one oh seven. Uh, to me, that's a that's a nice price. And and I and I look at this as I, I don't know. I see two two. I see a two two type type draw in the in this match as an outcome. I think Sevilla has has the better side. Um, you know, I, I, I could see like a two to one type match. I know Fenerbahce. Uh, aside from Valencia, they have Batshu Batshuya. Oh, the Belgian, right. yes, uh, but I believe he's out. I believe he's injured. Yeah, he might be out. He might be out. He might right? be out, right? So they are missing a, a couple components, but um, I see both sides getting on the board. I think both teams to score over two point five isn't a, isn't a bad look here, but I'm just sticking with straight over two point five goals at minus minus one hundred seven because of the the stats that I stated, as well as just the motivating factors for both sides. The thing with Sevilla is that we got the Sevilla that plays at home in the Sanchez Pitch One and the Sevilla that plays away. The away form is awful. I mean, they lost to to PSV. They lost to Atletico, as you said. If they don't win this one here, I think they're going to go out because their return in Istanbul is going to be tough. Fenerbahce are not a bad side. They won the group in the Europa League. They were unbeaten. You mentioned a couple of players. You know, we also had to mention Joshua King. They went, he went on double figures twice in the Premier League for Bournemouth. So it's not, it's, it's not spring chicken at all. You know, mm-hmm. top scorers in Turkey, eight games unbeaten. So I'm with you with this one. Sevilla need to be mindful if they don't win this one, you know, might be out. Although I know they are the specialist of the competition, but it doesn't count because you know most of the players who won the trophy for them the last time they're not there anymore. Exactly. Were they the specialists though, or was Unai Emery the specialist? Well, there was there, were, there was a crop player. <laughs> I mean, they, they, he did it like over two or three seasons with a crop of players. But yeah, of course, Unai Emery was has got an amazing record in knockout games as well. So that's uh, mm-hmm. that, that helped them too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so to uh, summarise on that, over two and a half goals is the pick uh, from RJ in Sevilla versus Fenerbahce at minus 108 at the time of recording. Um, Daniele, Leverkusen take on Ferenc Varos. Um, this is definitely not Italian related, this one. No, not, not <laughs> so um, two like behind it's... the reasoning here. Well, I think because I mean Leverkusen is, is a side that uh, is on the up. Since they hired Xabi Alonso, which was a very difficult situation through the group stage in the Champions League, they have improved. Uh, their stats have improved. The way they play, they've improved. They won the ball more. They are fifth for possession in the Bundesliga. I know it might not count for nothing, but normally good sides are the sides that got the ball. They're good when they run into space. They're good at keeping the ball as well. And they got some very good young players. Florian Wirtz, I think, is one of the best under-21 in Europe, if not the best under-21 in Europe. Look at the goal he scored against Monaco. Diaby, Frimpong, Hincapie, just to mention a few. Their, their record is not amazing. It only won three of the last eight. 
But I think there are signs of improvements. Alonso had made them a little bit more solid at the back. You know, in November, they beat Union Berlin 5-0. Good win at the weekend, 4-1 against Serta Berlin. At home, they scored two or more in three of the last four. So there is a part going there. And what they did at Monaco is pretty incredible after looking, you know, losing the first one. And Monaco were a informed side. On the other hand, Ferenc Baros, they have improved as well. You know, last season they finished fourth in the group in the in the in the Europa League, and this time they qualified top. The final is in Budapest, so that's a bit of a a bit a bit of an extra motivation for them if they need it. But but. You know, they're top of the table in Hungary. We know that. They got 14 more points on the second. Doesn't really count when it comes to the international stage. They were good in the Europa League group. They topped the group, strangely, with a minus one goal difference, losing two games away, only one clean sheet, also lost to Karabag in the, in the UEFA Champions League knockout stages. So I don't think they got the personnel and the squad to match. One of the best sides... In, uh, in Germany, in the last season, Leverkusen were the second top scorer, if I'm not wrong, in the Bundesliga. This season, they went a little bit missing. But, you know, I think they are on track to get better. So, you know, Ferenc Baros, they barely have shots on targets. I think they average 2.58 shots per game in the UEFA Europa League. I'm going to go for a Leverkusen win at home. Doesn't pay amazingly well. But you need to top it up with an under 3.5 goals. So again, a 3-0 win for Leverkusen, which will basically seal the qualification pace, plus 110, 2-1 win for Leverkusen, pays off. And of course, anything less, as long as it's a Leverkusen win, gives you a good return, I think, for a side that's seen signs of improvement. So Leverkusen win and under 3.5 goals, plus 110. Fantastic stuff. Um, guys, let's, um, you know what, let's quickly talk. Daniele mentioned before we went live, Arsenal, um, Arsenal take on Sporting Lisbon. Um, that's a, an interesting tie. Um, I, I want to get your thoughts. I'll sort of chip in just quickly on Arsenal. But Daniele, I mean, in terms of how you see this one going, it's a game that both of you have steered clear of, I assume, for a reason. It's it's tough because, I mean, Arsenal... It, it, they're doing amazingly in the Premier League. And when we thought they were going to blow it up after that 3-1 defeat against Man City, they came back fighting. And when, when they had the backs against the wall, against Villa, against Leicester, against Bournemouth at the weekend, they responded very well. The way Arteta is managing the team is, is fantastic. The rotations, you know, Martinelli in and out of the team, and then he delivers. Let's not, I mean, obviously, Reyes Nelson is the story. But, you know, there are so many good, positive things about it. However, now it's, it's the crunch time. 12 games to go in the Premier League and a few knockouts maybe to negotiate in the Europa League. By the way, they are favourite in the Europa League to, to win it because maybe at the beginning of the seasons were favourite, but I'm not sure. I mean, if, if they'll have to choose between the two, of course, they do make rotations. But let's not forget, Arsenal have strengthened in, the, in January with two very important signings, with Jorginho and Trosser. So they got a, a deep squad. But it's tricky. It is tricky. And we do know that they do give the best when they are under pressure. This is a first leg. The pressure might not be there for them to necessarily go there and win it and perform. They won five of the last seven away games. Arsenal, Sporting have had an up and down season, but they took four points of Spurs, if you like. And they, in contrast to Arsenal, they've lost talent, because they obviously Pedro Porro moved to, not London, but to, to Spurs. I mean, Bellerin is, is playing for Sporting, so that'll be, that'll be interesting for him. This, yeah, I mean, it is difficult. If, if I have to pick one, I would probably go for both to score here, because I think Arsenal, should they be in trouble, should they go 
down, I think Arteta will bring the big guns on. But, you know, I think Sporting, against Midgillan, they did convince me. They do have the firepower to go to go and score. They have also a very good record against English opposition anyway, so in, in, in knockout in Europe. So if I have to choose, I will go, I will go both to score here. RJ, any thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm leaning both teams to score as well, like Daniele. I looked at this match. It's it's a tough draw for me in the first leg. I think it. I'd expect, I'd expect a low scoring match. Um, you know, I I think you know, looking at what Sporting was able to do in the in the leg first leg against Matijlin, um, one one draw, and then they went on the road and and won four nil. Uh, I could see Arsenal edge here, maybe maybe a one nil, uh, one nil type win, plus one fourteen is the price on Bet Rivers, but. Uh, I have a hard time seeing Sporting come away with anything, anything useful in this in this leg. I, I think Arsenal is just a, just a stronger side, um, and I, I, I think a small win, small marginal win for Arsenal is 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 what I would pick if I had to. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not a betting expert, but I would sort of go towards over two and a half goals. I think in this one, if it were me. Um, Arsenal have just shown some vulnerability defensively over the last few weeks. Mm. Um, you know, they were really solid in the first part of the season. And there's just been signs, particularly from set pieces of late, that they are vulnerable. And um, and that's a problem. And the other thing to be cautious of when it comes to Arsenal is the rotation that Daniele mentioned. You know, how much of it are we going to see? Mikel Arteta sort of had this policy in the group stages where he would change five or six players and then sort of leave, uh, you know, the the remaining players as the big guns. And then the following group game, he'd do it the other way around. So the ones that didn't play would play in that game. And he was trying to manage everybody's minutes on an individual level. But it did mean that Arsenal in the Europa League were disjointed, uh, nowhere near as fluid as as they have been in the Premier League. And, and that makes them a little bit unpredictable. Um, obviously, it's the latter stages of the competition and it's different now and, and you probably can't afford to make as many changes as you could in the group stage. Sporting Lisbon are, are very strong opponents, but it's about the priorities thing now. On the one hand, I think Arteta is a big believer in momentum and doesn't want his team to go off a cliff in any competition because that can impact them in the Premier League. But equally, he'll have to protect the likes of Thomas Partey, especially, um, who is very injury prone, but is clearly their most important player. You know, it's a tough one. It's so difficult. And and Arsenal have got four tough away games. You know them better than me. Liverpool, West Ham, Newcastle, Man City away. That's the season. Fulham away as well at the weekend is is tough. It it, it, is tough. But you know, it is it is true. Arsenal recently, I looked at the stats, I look at the goals they conceded. I mean, apart that they conceded after nine seconds against Bournemouth, and also the goal they conceded against Brentford, that sort of chaos in the area they were not being able to manage and deal very well. So yeah, it, 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 there are signs to come, but nonetheless, you know, the, the the attacking force and the attacking prowess is there, and and we saw it until until the very last minutes against against Bournemouth, of course. Absolutely. Guys, uh, thank you so, so much. As always, let's just summarise uh, the guys' picks before we say goodbye. So from RJ, uh, we've got Sevilla versus Fenerbahce over two and a half goals. That's at minus 108. From Daniele, uh, we've got Roma versus Real Sociedad at under 0.75 goals in the first half. That is at plus 105 at the time of recording. Uh, Juventus versus Freiburg under two and a half goals in that one at minus 129. And in the clash between Leverkusen and Ferenc Varos, 
We've got Leverkusen to win and under three and a half goals. And that's at plus 110. So those are the guys' picks for this round of Europa League action. Uh, thank you, as always, for joining us. Thank you to Daniele. Thank you to RJ. Make sure you're subscribed to the Bet Rivers Network. Make sure you follow the guys on their individual handles, but also the joint handle, uh, which is on your screens if you're watching us at Because We Win. Uh, make sure that you're all over that. Uh, get those bets on nice and early. Uh, because the prices can change, of course, after recording. So be aware of that. And uh, we'll see you all soon with more. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Extra Time on the Bet Rivers Network. 